Welcome to the Grab the Map podcast, where we don't just look at it, we grab the map. This is episode four, and four episodes in, I hope you're starting to enjoy this podcast. I hope I'm sharing some mindset material and some information that can benefit you as you decide to get started in real estate investing, or if you, as you decide to keep your business going. We're trying to keep these episodes short so that you get little nuggets of things that you can take away and use to improve, influence, or start your real estate investing business. Today on episode four, we're going to talk about how learning by doing is way better than learning in a textbook. And I'm going to tell you some more about my own personal story. I tell you a lot about my own personal story because that's what's making a difference every day in my community, in my own family's wealth creation. And I learn so much from you as I hear your stories when you email me at grabthemap at gmail.com. I'd love to hear where you are in your investing business and what you're doing, what success you're having. I just would love to to hear about your uh, rental uh, investing experience. So please email me. I answer every email that goes to grabthemap at gmail.com. I have a doctorate degree. I went to school for 18 years, and then I went to school a little bit more to get a terminal degree in education. I'm a teacher by trade, and I uh, was a former school principal. And I taught using a textbook a lot. I had students read. I told students stories. I um, had them uh, do a lot where they just watched something. But I'm amazed at the times where I had them do something and the growth that that created. You know, there is a lot happening in our real estate investing space. There are a lot of coaches and mentors and books that are being written. Shoot, I have my own book that I'm working on right now. And I know that education is power. Shoot, I'm a part of the education system, right? But what I also know is that students learn a lot more when you get them involved and engaged in doing the work than they do just by hearing the information or reading the information. And so who am I talking to today? I'm talking to the person that hasn't done a deal or that hasn't done a real estate deal in a long time. I'm talking to the person who... um, thinks a lot about jumping in. I'm talking to the person who hasn't jumped in, but knows that it's time to jump in. I'm talking to the person who thinks that they're going to make mistakes that they can't walk back. I'm talking to the person who thinks that they're going to make mistakes that they can't recover from. I want you to know that you're going to learn a lot more by doing a deal, by investing in rental real estate, by investing in real estate, than you are going to by just talking about it, by just reading the books, by just investigating. Look, I'm not asking you to jump in without any education. That would be irresponsible. And I'm not asking you to 
not think about the stage of life that your family's in. I'm not asking you to not think about the stage of life that you're in or whether or not you actually enjoy real estate. I'm not asking you to forget about all of the things that you should consider just by being a responsible adult. But the people that I'm talking to know exactly who I'm talking to. The people that I'm talking to have the time to invest in rental real estate, but just haven't. The people that I'm talking to have the money to invest in rental real estate, but just haven't. The people that I'm talking to really enjoy talking about doing deals, but haven't quite done a deal yet. And their reason is because they are afraid of making an error or being irresponsible with their judgment or thinking that they don't know enough. And I'm going to tell you again right now that you will learn so much more by doing a deal than by sitting on the sidelines. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, my first uh, really good equity uh, play when I did a a really good deal, was a $15,000 house. I had never flipped a property before, and I had never um, experienced what it would be like to buy a property, fix it up, and refinance it with the bank to hold as a rental property. What I did was I looked for the cheapest property I could find, and it was a it was a really bad place. Um, it was on an okay street, but it was a low income property and everything around it seemed like it was low income. Um, looking at my portfolio today, most people would say that you shouldn't buy properties like the one that I bought. Um, and I would probably agree. Um, but It was also a situation where I had never worked with contractors. Uh, I was not very handy growing up, although my dad did teach me to um, fix things broken around the house and stuff like that. But that first equity play, when I walked into that house where I knew there was a lot going on and there was a lot I was going to have to fix. I mean, shoot, it's a $15,000 house, people, in a market where the average house price is eighty dollars to $120,000. I mean, there's got to be some things wrong with that house. And, you know, I decided to take the plunge. And I bought that house for $15,000. And I decided that I would put all, it was all the money I had, by the way, and I decided I would put all the renovations on a credit card. And, you know, is this the best way to do a deal? Maybe not. You might be listening to this podcast and thinking, oh, how risky is that? He bought, uh, he used all of his money to buy a rental property that nobody could live in. And then he charged up credit cards to fix up the property. Okay, you judge, I'll tell you that I learned way more from doing that first deal than I ever learned from reading a book. And you'll probably learn more from doing deals than you will from the book that I'm writing. You'll learn more from doing deals than you will from just watching other people do them or touring their houses when they do them. So let me finish my story. I you know, went through some things where I bought the property and then, of course, the initial rehab budget that I had described got blew out of the water. I thought it was going to take $15,000 to fix up this property, but it needed a new roof. It had some foundation issues. Um, it One of the bathrooms ended up needing to be completely gutted out of the house. Um, it needed new walls and new paint 
and it needed um, a new kitchen uh, cabinet area. Um, the house foundation was moving for some reason. And um, all of these are, are some things that I didn't initially plan on having to completely redo. I mean, after all, someone had lived in the property recently. So I assumed that I was getting a property that would at least be livable um, when I bought it. But this taught me some things about what I should be looking for before I close on a property. And I was able to develop a checklist of things that I should look for when I'm doing an inspection to make sure that I'm buying a property that's not just a deal, but a property that I can accurately estimate rehab cost on. I would not have learned to create that checklist to the specificity that I do now unless I was actively doing deals. Because if I'm using somebody else's checklist, I might waste money. I might uh, check for things that are in one region and not in another. And that can be a good starting off point. Don't get me wrong. But I also want you to know that doing it yourself allows you to create your own checklist that uh, meets the criteria that make sure the property meets the criteria that you're looking for. We got the property fixed up, but along the way I had contractors that were asking for daily payment. I mean, I had to come over to the house every day and I was doing some of the work myself, but I was using contractors for the, some of the work. And every day they had the handout asking for, for money for that day. And it became difficult for me to try to figure out if they had actually done enough work to be paid every day. And it actually felt a little bit unsafe. I mean, I felt like one day they might try to take the money that I might have had because they knew I had been paying them on a daily basis. I don't pay contractors that way anymore. But getting started, um, I learned a lot by getting started with contractors and paying them daily and looking for the work that they were doing daily. I learned a lot by talking to the neighbors as I was working on the property and getting their thoughts about the neighborhood and about what the house looked like and getting to step into a few of their homes to see what their homes looked like and what they thought about their landlords. Um, I learned a lot about how much I should improve the property and what things were going to have a good return on the investment I was making versus the things that were not going to have a good return. Um, this first house taught me that you could buy a house for very cheap and that you could renovate it and that the appraised value of that house could come out enough where you could pull your entire investment out, refinance it, put a renter in the property, and still be receiving cash flow every month. And guess what? That was all before I ever read a book on real estate. Did you hear me? I did a deal where I invested in a property, where I used credit cards to pay for the rehab, where I talked to the neighbors about the property, dealt with contractors, and I never, ever read a real estate book first. Well, am I preaching against real estate books? Absolutely not. Am I preaching against education? Absolutely not. In fact, if I had an MBA or real estate professional degree, I probably would be an even better investor than I am now. I believe that education is crucial. But what I'm telling you is that learning by doing is way better than a textbook. So I want you to evaluate quickly as we end this podcast. I want you to think about how you're learning. 
Are you spending most of your time learning through books and audio? Are you spending most of your time learning by talking to other people about their deals? Or are you actively doing deals? Are you actively looking for properties that cash flow? Are you actively looking at ways that you can find funding? Are you actively uh, flipping properties, uh, dealing with tenants or dealing with property managers? Are you actively involved in real estate investing or are you just looking? Well, if you're looking and only you can say the answer to that, I want you to get involved. I want you to do something. And so wherever you're at in your stage, if you're just starting to look at deals, I want you to make sure that you look at at least 10 deals a day. If you're just starting to make offers on property, I want you to make at least 30 offers every month. If you're doing the work, you're going to learn more than if you're just talking about it. This is the Grab the Map podcast where we don't just look at it, we grab the map. And I'm so excited that you listened today. If you're interested in touching base with me, you can always email me at grabthemap at gmail.com. I respond to every single email that I get in that box, and I look forward to speaking with you. Don't just look at it. Grab the map. Thank you.